2: Deuce and more, Deuce and more, Deuce and more. They tell you what they know. Deuce and more, Deuce and more, Deuce and more. Mo. The podcast
1: that you know.
2: So we did about a six-hour live NBA free agency stream, and we finally went okay. It slowed down, so we're going to call a little time out here, chill, and we're going to wait for the end of the night to see what happens, and we finally reach a point where we are recording this at like 9.15 p.m. Pacific time to recap day one of free agency for the Kings and
0: the NBA. Question. Did we slow down slash stop the six-hour stream because I was getting really hungry and I needed to eat and some would say hangry, or is it really because it? It I mean, it slowed down after Van Bleet.
2: Look, you were definitely getting hangry and a little aggressive. There's one point. Okay, you guys nice. didn't see she threw a light at me. I'm like, what's going on? But no, after we shut down, it got really quiet for a it while. Did. I'm like, I'm glad we didn't just keep going until yeah. like 9 o'clock. But let's just say day one is in the books. The Sacramento Kings not a crazy day, no. but it sounds like they have a trade that's close with Chris Duarte coming to the Sacramento Kings. Mm-hmm. Last night, they signed Harrison Barnes to a three-year, $54 million extension. And the news broke this afternoon that Trey Lyles is returning to the Sacramento Kings on a two-year, $16 million deal. And they're losing Chemeze Metsu, who leaves the Sacramento Kings to sign a free agent deal with the Phoenix Suns. Where do we start today?
0: <sighs> well, we could backtrack a little. We could either start with today, but I think starting with last night. Yeah. And the reaction to Harrison Barnes uh, re-signing with the Kings for almost $18 million a year, depending on how that contract exactly is. Um, not only the response and the reaction from... Kings fans, but from the NBA as well. It was mixed. It was definitely mixed. It was, de- and it's funny. It's funny what twenty four hours can do for some people.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think the eighteen million dollar a year price for Barnes seemed just a tad high to me last night. The more I thought about it, I'm like, look, it really just depends on what these other guys get. And so today, we're fascinated to see what's going to happen with Kuzma, what's going to happen with Jeremy Grant, maybe even a Cam Johnson chris middleton i never really thought he was coming to sacramento but okay let's just see what happens with those guys kuzma surprises almost everybody i thought by deciding to go back to the washington wizards i thought maybe houston would come in there with like a 30 million dollar deal maybe you have a situation in which indiana comes in with a big money deal because that was another team with cap space but he elects to go back to the wizards they give him four years 100 in two million, 25.5 million per year. And I thought, man, I think the Kings probably could have gone at 25. Mm-hmm. I think what you're realizing with Kuzma is that he wants a role where he can be more of a guy.
0: He yes, he's going to be the guy at 25 and a half million per year. In Washington now no Beal no KP Uh, Jordan Poole might be stealing the ball from him who's gonna get more shots of
2: (laughs) Kuzma or Poole during a game
0: it's gonna be between him and Jordan Poole but you're exactly right Kyle Kuzma um wanted to be a high usage player and he knew being in Sacramento he was not going to necessarily be that guy there's uh, Sabonis there's Fox there's, um, there's Keegan, Keegan Murray. Murray you Kevin know?
2: Herter. Yeah, there's just the a list lot, goes on. A lot of mouths to feed. And if he looks at himself as a guy that, hey, I want to get paid, and I believe in myself that I could be a guy or a co-star on another team, okay, then go do that. I think he would have been a great fit for Sacramento. I know we talked about that. But if he thinks that's the right play for him, that's what he took. But he gets $25.5 million per year. And then the other deal that blew me away was the blazers giving jeremy grant 32 million a year and i knew it could be pushing the 30 million mark sure but he got a five-year 160 million dollar deal to stay in portland and as much as i like jeremy grant i I love
0: jeremy grant that
2: that that price was shocking to me and the years, especially for a team in Portland that, like, let's be honest, seems like it's kind of in flux with the Dame situation, but he stays in Portland. So these two guys I was interested in, and I'm going, wait, one's getting 32 per, the other's getting 25.5. You got HP for three years at $18 million a year, and you know what he's about. You know he's a team guy. You know he's not getting into business for himself. He could shoot the three and get to the free throw line. Great locker room guy, leader, everybody likes him. It makes a lot of sense. It may not be the sexiest move ever to bring back Harrison Barnes. And there are going to be issues that need to be addressed with this For roster sure. still, especially if they're not addressing the length, rim protection, all that stuff. But we know what Harrison Barnes is. And looking at some of these deals today, I'm I'm not too mad about the HB deal. And
0: that's number one. That's number one. When you look around the league and I felt this way even before I saw the other deals. Okay, let me make that clear. Two, how annoying is it, I'm sure, as a boss or an owner of a company, you pay someone a salary and they use a a lot of sick days. (laughs) They're they're not coming to work that much. Harrison Barnes goes to work. He goes to work. He plays. 82 games in a season he plays when he is asked to play. Now we've already talked about this in another podcast. Yeah. What does this mean for his role going forward? We're hoping that there will be less minutes, not just because that means that there are other people on this team that are developing at a high rate and playing more, but it also means that he will be preserving his body for the postseason. So again, all in all, I like this deal. I like this number number. And I love having a guy like Harrison Barnes on this squad, especially looking at some of those free agency deals that we saw today.
2: We also saw Cam Johnson stay in Brooklyn. That's another name that some Kings fans were interested in. He was a restricted free agent, but he stays with the Nets. He gets four years, $108 million, 27 million per year. Middleton stays in Milwaukee three years, 102. And then Bruce Brown, that was the name I was like, man i like bruce brown i know a lot of teams like bruce brown because of how versatile he is what he brings to a team what he did in denver pacers give him two years 45 million dollars so all in all i'm looking at what the kings did with Barnes. i'm like it's not too bad they didn't crush their cap situation they didn't get in a situation where they're giving Barnes four or five years whatever
0: it's a three-year deal yep and he's was a guy that was part of the success of the team that made the playoffs for the first time in 16 seasons. I dig it. Let's move on to this morning.
2: This morning, we find out that Chris Duarte could be headed to the Sacramento Kings. That deal hasn't been officially announced yet. We're still waiting on details, but Shams Sharani reporting that Duarte has been sent to Sacramento for draft compensation. I like the Chris Duarte swing by Monty McNair. I like it, too. On a rookie deal. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest thing for me when I look at him is like, oh, he's got a connection with Sabonis. Played with Sabonis during his rookie year, and he thrived with DeMontis Sabonis. Last year, he's banged up. All of his numbers were down. He failed to really gain any traction. It looked like he lost some confidence. He wasn't himself. Some people are like, does he have the yips? What's going on? He needs a fresh start, and now he comes to Sacramento with a start to be part of the uh, a chance to be a part of the rotation. And I look at him as a Terrence Davis replacement.
0: That's exactly it. Part of that a, a Terrence Davis replacement that might have a little bit more control when it comes to his handle, when it comes to his shot selection, the way that he goes about things, being a selfless player, being a willing cutter low risk high reward guy, the type of person that Monty McNair keeps bringing to this squad a guy that's going to work hard for you that's going to listen to you and I feel like if I feel like we're going to be talking about this with a lot of players if there's going to be anyone that can get you back on track, it feels like it's going to be Mike Brown and his coaching staff
2: and Duarte's got good size too mm-hmm. right like six, six strong can defend, get in the guys and I think He is more the player we saw his rookie year than the guy we saw last year. And last year wasn't good for him. But he's going to have a chance in Sacramento to be a part of things. And he's still on a rookie contract that's really affordable. He makes just under $4 million this coming season. I think it jumps up a little bit. And then there is that team option moving forward for him with the Sacramento Kings. So we'll find out what that looks like probably in the days ahead. And then right as free agency started, we learn about Trey Lyles, Coming back to the Sacramento Kings on a two-year, $16 million deal. So that's $8 million per year for Trey Lyles, who really found a great role with the Kings last year. And, dude, when I listened to him after the season ended, hearing him talk about feeling at home in Sacramento, saying he would do anything for Mike Brown, and Brown gave him confidence, it made me love Trey Lyles even more. Yes, And it made me appreciate what Mike Brown can get out of guys. I think Lyles came in to the season in tremendous shape. Showed the ability to be tough. Knocked down the three. He'll put the ball on the floor. I think he has the ability to play small ball five like we saw against the Golden State Warriors. I like that Trey's back. I think he's a good rotational piece for Sacramento.
0: One of my favorite things of media day last season um, you know, no one was expecting Trey Lyles to have the the year that he did have. Um, but one of the questions I had asked him is like, what what is the most like underrated thing about you or um, misconception about your game? And he's like, that I don't care because I don't show a lot of emotion a lot of body language but it's not about that it's about the way that i'm playing it's about the way that i'm putting in the work and then one of my favorite things is when he gets heated with Giannis and him and brooke lopez go out like he is down and willing to fight for this team in every way way shape possible he showed it with uh, a moment like that he showed it with his words at the end of the season I am so excited for Trey Lyles to be back. And you talk about that small ball five. How many times did we see that so effective last season with the Sacramento Kings, right?
2: Yeah, especially during the playoffs, there were stretches. From, oh, okay. And it, we saw glimpses of it. I probably wanted to see more of Trey Lyles' sure. small ball five at times. And depending on the matchup, obviously you can't do it all the time. But like, I think they could do it more coming up next season. So he is back. The one other part that we learned today is Chemeze Metsu is leaving the Kings. He is signing a deal with the Phoenix Suns, who scooped up a bunch of guys. They try to fill out the roster yeah. around KD and Beal and Booker and Ayton. So he goes to the Phoenix Suns. Um, what's left for the Sacramento Kings now? Right now, they have $13.5 million of cap space. Yes. But there's a lot of questions lingering. There's a few things. Do they end up being the an over-the-cap team, which opens up the mid-level, and you could stay under the tax and still find a way to add some more talent to this team? I imagine that's probably going to be the route they take, because there's still questions about Sasha. Yes. Are we, when are we going to learn something about him, whether he decides he's going to come to the NBA and play for the Kings, or if he's staying with Olympiacos? We don't know the answer to that. <laughs> We've got more of the podcast coming up in just a second, but we should mention that tonight's NBA free agency reaction presented by our buddy Sean Stanfield over at rate.com slash Sean Stanfield. Hey, Morgan, buying a house can be confusing. It can be. It could be intimidating.
0: Yeah. So
2: don't you want to hit up someone that's going to walk you through the process and tell you, hey, you can't afford one. You should get one or
0: hey, maybe this
2: isn't the time.
0: You know how many times I have questions about these things and I never know who to ask? Oh, you're welcome. We're telling you who you can ask, and he's the easiest person to talk to.
2: We've known Sean for over a decade. He's also a big Kings fan. You could hit him up on his website, rate.com slash Sean Stanfield. You could also call or text him. That's a good way to get in touch. 916-276-7563. He has helped our podcast listeners at times get a house or refinance. You can hit him up at 916 916- 276-7563 that's equal housing lender subject to credit approval NMLS ID number 349707 company NMLS ID number 2611 NMLS ConsumerAccess.org. thanks so much to our friends at Guaranteed Right Guaranteed Right is a new guarantee. I can tell. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, we're also presented tonight by a New York Times bestselling author, the one and only T. R. Reagan.
0: Dude, we read her uh book abducted in my book club and at first we were going to move on to another book everyone is obsessed with the lizzie gardner series now and everyone's like can we get to the second can we get to the third oh my god i can't wait to finish all six of these books if you are into thrillers or you need a summer read go check out tr reagan's books you can go to tr or go to amazon.com and just search tr reagan
1: thank me later save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app
2: How are the Kings going to address the size issue? Because as much as I'm cool with Harrison Barnes' deal from a price perspective, especially comparing it to the other deals that were handed out today, some huge deals across the NBA, there's still a size issue. You mm-hmm. still need some room protection. They really haven't addressed that. Rebounding was an issue. I'm looking around the free agent market and there's still guys out there. I, I think it's a really interesting time in the league where there's plenty of talent out there that I think you can get at a decent price. I've heard that they're interested in Mason Plumley. That's a guy around the trade deadline we had talked about. And Plumley obviously is a vet, been around a long time, great size, has shown the ability that he could start in this league, come off the bench. He started last year with the Hornets, mm-hmm. then he gets traded to the Clippers. And he's coming off the bench, but you know he can rebound. The other thing he can do is he get past it a bit.
0: And he was playing one of his best seasons with Charlotte, starting every single game. Yeah. And then when he did come over to the Clippers, I was talking about this to you earlier, and I was saying, like, he looked a little lost at time, getting into foul trouble. He just couldn't find his groove. So that other role midseason um, kind of changed what he was about. It scared me a little, right? But at the same time, I think that, again, anyone under Mike Brown and in this King system right now can truly benefit from it. I think it's all about what situation some of these players are in. And, yes, I think someone like Mason Plumley could work.
2: Yeah, because he's been on winning teams. He has size. And you just need someone that could come in And play 15 minutes a night. Sabonis is going to be playing the majority of the minutes, obviously, right? Yeah. But to have a guy that can handle a little bit, like handle passing from the elbow, get guys involved. like That's what you do with the offense.
0: I, I think something that we didn't see when some of the other bigs were coming in last year for the Sacramento Kings was that the offense had to completely change, yeah. right? Like Rashawn Holmes obviously didn't see a lot of minutes, but his game has a lot to do with the pick and roll. Um, there's other bigs where they weren't obviously going to be the ones that were initiating the offense and getting things going when it had to do with their passing skills. So, yeah, again, Mason Plumley, what he's about, it could fit with this system.
2: Now, another name I'm throwing out there that would be A swing, and I admit it. He's a player that scares the hell to me in a lot of ways. And he should. Christian Wood. (sighs) Christian Wood can get buckets. He can hit the three. Could he be the guy at backup center? Now, you look at just the raw numbers, it would be easy to go, why isn't he just being picked up on the first day of free agency? Mm -hmm. He spent last year in Dallas, a year before that, Houston, He's played Detroit, the New Orleans Pelicans, Milwaukee, Charlotte, Philly. He's bounced around the league. It seems like teams understand the talent level there. And last year in Dallas, his first year, he averaged 16.6 points, 7.3 rebounds, 1.8 assists, and over a block a game. He did it on a 51% shooting. He did it on 37.6% from three. The year before that in Houston, he shot 39% from three. His career three point shooting is just under 38%. Hmm. With all that said, yes, the biggest thing with him has been consistency. And that's the effort that sometimes it seems like he goes into business for himself he takes bad shots, not totally in the flow of offense, in the offense. And the other thing is, you look at a team like Dallas, who needed help up front, and they're just, like, moving on from him. Right. But. But what? He's 28 years old. He's yeah. A vet, maybe a fresh start with a Mike Brown. I know. I know. Could be just the type of swing you make. And, and let me just okay. real fast jump Keep in with this. I know. But with Christian, I don't think it's going to cost a lot of money either. Is it worth the gamble of dealing with a personality that could be a little hot sometimes and, you know, make some mistakes? You don't wanna
0: screw with your culture, number one. You do not wanna have the one guy that brings you down because he doesn't have the effort out there, whether it's in practice, whether it's in a game, you do not want that. That has been part of his reputation. That is one. Two, Offensively, we've seen him do some very magical things. He can stretch the floor. Um, he can do some beautiful things on the inside. He, he could block some shots. He, I was talking about his offense. So, obviously, on that and the floor, it's great at times. But then there's other times he comes down, he gets hot, he knocks down three threes, boom, and then he's like, I'm on fire, I'm going to take over every single offense in possession. Bad shot selections. Again, deflates an entire team. Now, we also know that Mike Brown and his coaching staff, it's a short leash when you're like that. You either play the way they say you play um, and play very disciplined or you're not going to play at all. I think they're... There is something there to be like, why not take that risk? Especially if you are having a difficult time adding another big in this league. Um, But it better be for very little and it better be for a short amount of time.
2: I would say this too. Like if it was year one with this group, I don't know, because you're trying to establish sure. a culture. I think the Kings, I'm not going to say it's like a firm culture yet because it's just one year where they had a 48-win season. But it seems like they have this atmosphere that's pretty positive, right? It seems like a family vibe. Everyone likes each other. They share the ball. Yep. They have fun. I mean, you could also make the the case that Christian Wood sometimes is trying to get shots up because he's not getting the ball all the time. So when he gets it, he wants to just shoot it. When this team that he'd be playing on, mm-hmm. I think would empower him in ways that maybe he hasn't felt empowered. Like it's tr- it's more of a team than he's used to
0: are you trying to sell yourself a little bit because you say it's more of a team than he's used to but look at all the teams that he's built no, around sure. from i mean
2: in his early career he was a guy that was just like trying to figure it out right. and get into the league um i felt like when you finally showed what he can do on a regular basis was with the pistons and that's what got the houston rockets attention and of course now uh last year with dallas yeah i mean it's Sometimes you got to take gambles a little bit. And I just don't think one guy like Christian Wood could bring you down completely. I'm just looking at this team's weaknesses a little bit. I'm like, man, having a guy that's like his size, whatever it is, was he 6'11"? 6'11 6'10", 6'11", if you, have, you can harness that a little bit. Yeah. He could be really impactful.
0: So don't try
2: and sell yourself. Like be, okay. be realistic
0: okay. about it. And
2: I'm being realistic about it. I just went over some of the issues with him. I'm I- just saying I I put a lot of stock into Mike Brown.
0: I do too. I absolutely do too. And if that was the direction that they went, I'd be I'd sit here and go, okay, let's wait and see. Because, like you said, we know what he's capable of doing, but what would he be doing in a new situation? Is he gonna be The old Christian would, or is he going to evolve into something more mature and disciplined under Mike Brown?
2: Could look really good.
0: Okay, Deuce Mason.
2: Might be a boomer bust situation, for sure. Um, Of course, we will have it covered when anything happens with the Sacramento Kings. We'll be dropping videos on YouTube, dropping mini pods, if necessary, throughout free agency. And as we get closer to Summer League... I do want to get your thoughts, just taking a step back, looking at the rest of the NBA for a second. Yeah. Biggest surprises today?
0: Ooh. Um, A couple. I was shocked that we didn't hear anything about the Houston Rockets until Fred Van Vliet, which was like five hours in. Well, no, I guess for us that was five hours in, but that was like a couple hours into free agency, and we're like... Um, are the Rockets going to use any of their cap space? Like, what is happening? So, that was a little shocking. It wasn't shocking once the Van Vliet deal was done, just because we heard so many rumblings about it.
2: The, but the rumblings we had heard was like a two-year, $80 million deal. He ends up getting three years, one thirty, mm. and it's just, it's so much money, $43 million a year. I like Van Vliet, and... I think the Rockets are desperate to have an adult in the room. We had talked about this the last few weeks about that team where you can't just have a team just full of young guys who don't know how to play. You need to have someone who's been around and he's taken the ultimate path from an undrafted guy, G League, going to the Raptors, earning these deals, becoming an all-star at one point. Uh, It's just a lot of money for a guy that is an adult in the room. I still think he can be productive. I still think he's a good player. I'm just shocked by the price tag of it.
0: That's totally fine. And everyone should be a little shocked by the price tag of it. But that is the direction that they went. So that would be my number, probably like one of my big surprises. Um, Number two, we kind of touched on this. And that was Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant, the five-year commitment is what was shocking it's like didn't you guys just learn your lesson of what you're kind of dealing with dame lillard even uh with the way that you are committed but it's also a contract that is um difficult to move because you have to match salaries and there's just so much there so jeremy grant i love but what is the direction that this portland team is wanting to Go in with Scoot, with Chris Murray, um, with Shaden Sharp. We'll just that's a very much a wait and see situation for me.
2: At the moment, it doesn't make much sense to me. Okay, good. The five year commitment. It just doesn't. And you know, when you start getting into paying someone, and I know salaries are going up, but when I see some of the money today where like Van Vliet is 43 million and I know the Rockets had all that cap space he's been an all-star once mm-hmm. Jeremy Grant has never been an all-star he's making 32 million a year yeah that's it, that's just a lot of money you know it
0: doesn't stay on the floor every season you, either
2: Cam Johnson 27 million hasn't Same been concept. an all-star he's been banged up a little bit It that that stuff has surprised me so much and your, your point about Portland I just don't know where they're going. Like, it, it, does Dane want to be there? Does he not want to be there? And if that's in flux, I just don't know why you sign that type of commitment to Jeremy Grant. That one was, was very surprising to me.
0: One of my other big surprises, um, which wasn't a huge surprise, but I think the number was, was Kyrie Irving in Dallas.
2: Yeah, he got paid to be in Dallas. A he three, did. And he got a three-year deal out of it. I know there's been so much talk about, man, how do you commit three years to Kyrie? How do you give him the, that type of money? <sighs> they got in the Kyrie Irving business as soon as they made that deal. They were not yep. going to let Kyrie Irving walk. It, it just You can't do that. He gets three years, $126 million. That's $42 million. He's a player option for year three. It did allow them to spend some additional money, too. Um, they were able to land Seth Curry on a deal about $4 million. And it's his third stint with the Dallas Mavericks. But mm-hmm. you mentioned Kyrie. And it's like, I, I just don't... This is the business that they got in. Mm-hmm. And Kyrie is beyond talented. It's just you've seen his track record from Cleveland to Boston to Brooklyn. Now he's in Dallas yep. with Luka. When they played together, they were 5-11. and 11. The, the question is, how do you build around this team? It You still look at this roster, and it's still early... In free agency, trades can be made. I just don't. I'm trying to figure out what other things they do that can propel them up in the Western Conference because just Kyrie and Luca, it's just not enough.
0: It's just not enough. One, but two. I feel like the Mavs, the organization, has not done a great job over the years putting whether it's the right roster together around Luca or even having the right coaches to to coach Luca the right way to play team basketball. And what's interesting is that like Euroleague basketball is very team oriented, right? It's all about moving the basketball around, utilizing everybody, not a lot of ISO ball. And in Dallas, you just see that happen a lot. And there are times where it is magic and it is fantastic. And we know what he's capable of. We know what Kyrie's capable of, but how do you, make that work in a basketball dream, right? Like how do you coach that together and make other pieces work around it? That is something that um, could be fun and beautiful, but it's not what we saw last year, so I don't have high expectations uh, for that whole situation
2: one additional note not necessarily a big surprise that the Lakers did some interesting things today uh getting Gabe Vincent three years 33 million I thought that was nice getting Torian Prince on a one-year deal four and a half million they also got Cam Reddish Eh, I'm not totally high on that one they gave Rui some money he's making 17 million per I'm a little unsure about that one Rui showed flashes during the playoffs the shooting the size I get why people get enamored by him I just don't think he has proven to be a good three-point shooter yet. And we'll see. I mean, if he does that in the regular season, then it could be a great thing for the LA Lakers. Yep. To sum it up, I'm eager to see what else the Kings do. What were you going to say? And
0: one more thing I just want to add to the Lakers, and Austin Reeves were still obviously waiting on that whole situation. So,
2: As far as summing it up, I am eager to see what else the Kings do because they still have some of the same weaknesses Mm -hmm. that they had last year.
0: Yes. And – those weaknesses, I've, I've said this over and over. I go, this team played one year together. There is something special about continuity, about being able to grow and take a leap together, and they shouldn't just bank on that, but obviously there's some confidence there too if they're re-signing guys like Trey Lyles and Harrison Barnes. Where are they going to add that size? that defense
2: sasha and a backup center
0: and uh, basically basically yeah. and when we see that will we look at this team differently i guess we'll have to wait and see we appreciate your support
2: make sure on your way out drop us a five star review if you're on spotify drop us five stars if you're on apple Podcasts. you could do the same we love you guys but we got to
0: go do And they tell you what they know Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo.
1: the podcast that you know Deuce and Mo. Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for 129 each then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for 249 a pound all with your card and a digital coupon.